Welcome to the Triple Latte Leadership Lifehack Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Listen as we explore the timeless attributes that encompass effective leadership. Attributes that will help you supercharge your success at home, work, and play. Are you ready to be the leader we know you can be? Of course you are. Today we will discuss the leadership life hack that will help you get there. So now, please join our host and curator of leadership and strategy, Joseph Damaros. Hey friends, thank you so much for making the time today. I'm honored that you did. And I am so happy and grateful that last week we were able to share time with Keith and Rebecca Scott. That was a powerful podcast about the overlay of communications, effective communications and effective leadership. And I'm just thankful for the insights that they shared. And I'm also thankful for all the folks who liked it, viewed it, downloaded it. Oh my God, it was just incredibly well received. So very thankful for that. My time last week with Rebecca and Scott got me to thinking about their messages with regard to effective communication and authenticity, body language, nonverbal communication. And it reminded me of a couple of stories that I wanted to share with everyone today. So let me tell a story. The first begins on June 24th, 1994. It was an extraordinarily historic day. There was an event. It was telecast live around the world. And those of us who were working on the governor's team in Hawaii had been working on this event for a number of months with our colleagues in the State Department and others. It was on June 24th, 1994, that Japan's Emperor Akihito and Empress Michiko were the first sovereigns of Japan to visit the National Cemetery of the Pacific, Punchbowl, Hawaii's version of Arlington. I'll give you a little clue from some of the happenings behind the scenes. The royals, the emperor and the empress, actually had wanted to be the first sovereigns from Japan to visit the Arizona Memorial. And at the time, the Clinton administration didn't believe that the time was right for that in 1994. Ultimately, representatives years later from the Japanese government have been to Pearl Harbor to pay their respects at the Arizona. And I will tell you that on any given day at the Arizona Memorial, they are veterans from Japan and veterans from America who together, often arm in arm, tear with tear, go there to remember that time. But let me tell you about June 24th, 1994. Again, it was important for both the Clinton administration and the Japanese government, and more specifically, the emperor and the empress, to go to Punchbowl, the National Cemetery of the Pacific, to pay their respects to our fallen. And the state visit of the emperor and the empress that year in June of 1994 to Hawaii included many events. I, of course, was a communications professional working directly on the governor's team. And I was so blessed to work with my 
protocol colleague, Francis Lum, who really was a giant in the area of protocol and a legitimate and genuine and humble hero of the Vietnam War. And so when the emperor came for that state visit in 1994, they were frankly too many events at too many times for Francis Lum to be everywhere at the same time. And it was a historic visit of the emperor and the empress. And so we all worked together behind the scenes. We worked together for a state dinner, on a state dinner. We worked together on the punch bowl event. We worked together on a centarian event. You know, when the emperor and the empress visit a place, a town, they go to visit, maybe have some tea or a meal with those Japanese Americans, in the case of a town in the United States, who have reached 100 years of age. It's powerful to watch because they go to pay their respects. These revered leaders of Japan go and they humble themselves to those Japanese Americans who have reached 100 years of age or more. And that reverence, that's what I want to speak about a little bit today with regard to the visit to Punchbowl on June 24, 1994. So picture this with me. It's the morning of June 24th, 1994. It's a beautiful, beautiful morning. It's warm. The skies are blue. Those of us that are working in government, state or federal, are early arriving at the National Cemetery of the Pacific at Punchbowl. The area is protected by the Secret Service, the FBI, the police department. It's a closed area. Gene and the other leaders of Punchbowl are assembled, and we wait the official motorcade. A few minutes before the motorcade of the emperor, the motorcade of my governor, John Wahee, pulls up. Around the same time, the motorcade of the admiral, who at the time was the commander of the SINC, the Central Command Commander of Combined Forces of the U.S. and the Pacific, his motorcade pulls up and we wait there as planned and as rehearsed for the emperor and empress of Japan to pull up in their motorcade. Cameras at the ready, CNN ready to broadcast this live around the world and other media there to capture this historic moment. And so in a few minutes, you hear the sirens and you first see the cars of the Honolulu Police Department and then you see the federal agents and their SUVs. And then finally, you see a limousine with the flags of Japan and the United States on either side of the front of the car. And the car pulls up and I'm standing there behind my governor, John Wahee, and an army colonel is staffing the four-star admiral representing the U.S. government standing behind the admiral. And we stand off to the side representing and staffing our admiral and our governor. And the door is open and out comes the Empress of Japan, Michiko. The Empress really exits the car with just tremendous, tremendous grace. And she stands there and waits for the emperor 
to exit the car. And as the emperor is exiting, and I'm maybe 10 or 12 feet away, the empress is there to revere, to respect, to honor her husband, the emperor. And I see the emperor exit the car and the empress there to show her respect and reverence for the emperor, her husband. And I saw something on that day that left a lasting impression with regard to communication. Here's what it was. I saw the eye contact between the emperor and the empress. Remember, she's there. She's gotten out of the car first to show her respect and to honor her husband, the emperor. But as I see the emperor gazing into the eyes of the empress, I realize in that instance that she, in fact, is the one with the power, that he, in fact, is honoring her back. It was an incredibly powerful moment just to see the look in the emperor's eyes as he looked back at the empress to acknowledge, thank you for your reverence. Thank you for the protocol. Thank you for who you are. And I honor you. It was just a powerful moment. And it really exemplifies what Rebecca and Keith shared last week with regard to nonverbal communications. It was a powerful moment. I want to share another story with you. It's a story about two Hawaiian leaders, one that you've heard me mention before and just now, Governor John Wahe'e, who I've had the pleasure of working with and who I call friend, and then another just incredibly gifted leader, a gentleman named Dennis Bumpy Kanahele. Bumpy Kanahele is a leader in Hawaii's sovereignty movement. He was and is an advocate for our kapuna in Hawaii, our elders and an advocate for embracing the native peoples of Hawaii and the power and the abundance of what it means to be of the aina, of the land in Hawaii. And it was in the 1980s that Bumpy really began his work as an advocate in the community of Hawaii. But in the 90s, also in 1993 and 1994, around the same time that the story with regard to the emperor and the empress is taking place. Bumpy is establishing a community in Waimanalo, a community in Waimanalo called Pu'u Honua. And he's negotiating with the state government for a lease for that community, a long-term lease. You know, I was just a writer and a communicator and an aide-de-camp to Governor Wahe'e other duties as assigned. And I was incredibly blessed by some of those other duties. One of those other duties was to sit in on a conversation with Bumpy and uh, some of the state negotiators. And I was really just there to be a fly on the wall. This meeting was really above my pay grade, but I was there as a communicator to observe, to soak in everything as a sponge. And again, you know, here it is decades later, and I remember the lessons of that one meeting. And I got to tell you, I have I very seldom met a more authentic, value-driven leader than 
Pumpy Kanaheli. He was extraordinary to watch. There was a calmness in his steadfastness. There was a peace in his advocacy. There was a nobleness to his aggression, really. And it was amazing to watch. And quite frankly, those attributes are effective leadership attributes that I really became accustomed to observing in leaders of Hawaii, like Bumpy or like John Wahee or like Peter Apo or Frenchie de Soto. These are value-driven leaders who don't put themselves out as perfect human beings, but who do put themselves out as authentic and as driven and as incredibly active listeners. And so I just thought today in the week following our conversation with Tall Small Productions that I would use the story and the memory of June 24th, 1994, and getting to observe up close and personal the incredible nonverbal communication of Emperor Akihito and Empress Michiko, and to also be able to tell you a little bit about the authenticity, the value, the active listening that I observed in Bumpy Kanahele. So I hope this follow-up today is helpful to you as you work on your communication skills and becoming a more effective leader this week. And I look forward very much to our next time together. Until then, be well. Thank you so much for listening to the Triple Latte Leadership Lifehack Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. For more tools on achieving your goals as a leader, please visit Triple Latte Leadership on Facebook. Be sure to like our page so you can stay updated on our offerings. To contact Joe D'Amatos, please send an email to ceo at triplelatteleadership.com. Be well.